I'm sorry, son. There are limits to what I can do. Well, here we are. I've come for your head, fat man! You think you're the first? You think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ginger Flicks. I'm Joey. And I'm Josh. And we got together. We're experiencing some fun, good old-fashioned family Christmas fun. Uh, this will be our, I guess, third of the Christmas movies. Is that right, Josh? Yeah. Third, <laughs> sort of fourth, but not really. Yeah. What was what did we say we did before? Well, I sort of said that Hook is... I remember it came out around Christmas. It technically is centered sort of in during Christmas time. Kind of, I guess. So, But it's really not even... But we're amping up our Christmas. What's that? We're we're amping up our Christmas uh, our Christmas movie list so far, right? Now we're bringing the truth. Mm. That's the truth. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tell them. The truth. Yes. Um. So, Josh, good friend, let the audience know what movie we watched this week. We watched. Fat Man. It's soon to be a Christmas classic. And not to be confused with how people make fun of Batman. <laughs> you know? No, no, not at all. This is this is a movie. Oh, it's a movie, all right. The premise is simple. Mm-hmm. A kid puts out a hit on Chris Kringle. Exactly. And that's he's it's, mad because Santa ridiculous. got him a lump of coal. It's as ridiculous as it sounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just as awesome. Oh. <laughs> Let's start. Like, they pull no punches to sort of give you an idea of how terrible this kid is. Mm -hmm. Now, I honestly, like, before I saw this, I honestly thought that Walton Goggins... Yeah. Right? Walton Goggins. Yeah. Walton Goggins was just the kid as an adult. Oh. But then, but then I saw the trailer and the trailer like lays it out for you. And then the movie lays it out even more for you. Yeah. Right? That being said, I still enjoyed this. Oh like, my it God. Is, it was amazing. It is so much fun. It's just fun. Like we both, we both said we went into this thing with not very, not very high expectations. Yeah. Nothing. Like, I don't want to say nothing. Cause it's more like, look, it's Mel Gibson. Regardless of how you feel about the guy, this is an Academy Award winning director, producer, you know, Academy Award nominated actor. He is pretty up there in terms of just he he's like there's no denying his talent yeah and i mean, I mean 
you can feel however you want about the guy. Yeah, he. I mean, <laughs> he, not, he doesn't. To, to be talented, you don't have to be a nice person. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, and and not to shit, not to sort of shit on his personality or whatever, because I obviously don't know the guy. And yeah, he's made some mistakes, and he's probably had his battles with certain things and whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. There's nothing can be taken away in terms of how talented he actually is. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Yeah, you know whether it's Braveheart or uh, you know Passion of the Christ, divisive film, and yeah. all that, whatever. But and, and you know, I never saw. <coughs> excuse me, I never saw Hacksaw Ridge, but I heard it was fantastic. And yeah, I, I've I have I'm on the same boat with you there. I haven't seen it yet, I, but. You know, you and I growing up watching the Lethal Weapon movies. You know? know? Payback. And Payback. Oh, he was so good in Payback. But anyways, this fat man, he is the fat man in this. So he is playing, I guess, this is arguably the darkest and I guess I want to say grittiest iteration of Santa Claus or Kris Kringle, so to speak. The other thing, too, is this Santa is depressed because he's struggling, right? The whole premise of this movie is that, you know, um, Santa is a real guy. He exists in the world, and his operation is funded by, I guess, the U.S. government? I guess. Yeah. Or he has paid... Yeah, it's somehow he's involved with the U.S. government. Where he's paid per toy. He's like the bit, like, and there's even a line in the movie where he says, I'm the biggest stimulus package. I'm the biggest stimulus the U- the United States economy has, or not even the United States, the world economy has, or mm-hmm. something along those lines, right? I am the biggest thing, and they still take advantage of me. Yeah. Right, so he's him and Mrs. Claus are kind of at a crossroads where they are running out of, I guess, funds to continue to operate operations. <laughs> right, and so an opportunity from the United States military comes knocking on his door, and Santa, like reluctantly gives in to being a part of creating weapons or something for the military. No, it was like control panels for the air force or something. Okay. But it was still something to do with military. (laughs) I love that. They never actually even like touch on that again though. No, it's it's literally just said, this is what we're doing and that's it. Right. It's like, okay, what we're doing. And then they never deliver those. They never, there's, like the Air Force is there, but they don't really do anything. <laughs> and then they literally do nothing. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. The climax of the movie. Exactly. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like you get into that and then and then, you know, you get into the obvious thing with this kid where he is the most horrible child, like, ever. 
Like, is he though? <laughs> we all know if you had that kid's money, you probably would do the things he did because you are evil. I was a good boy. I was a good boy. No, you weren't. You were the worst of the worst. Ooh. The worst of the worst. That's me. That's me to a T, son. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. <laughs> okay, so the only thing though, it's one of those. He, because he's a kid, first of all, he's a kid. Right. And <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, first of all, where did they find this kid? Because he was actually quite enjoyable, admittedly. He's as like in good boys. He was? He was. He was wow. the one of the, 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 the popular kids in good boys. He kind of played a jerk. He kind of played a jerky kid in that one too. He was. He had like a little bit of that like spiky hair, I think. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I th- okay. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I had seen this kid before. Okay, that makes sense. But He's the kid who sneaks the beer into the woods for the rest of the boys to to sip. Right. Where the but record I'll- was four sips. <laughs> but I will say, this kid. There's a difference between playing. Um, I don't know, like a punk kid at school, right? And borderline villain, like maniacal villain. Oh yeah, this and kid could have been a superhero, a supervillain for sure. We we said like if he grew up, he was gonna be like Luthor. Yeah, you you kind of like the you kind of nailed it on the head. You're like this kid is like a Lex Luthor archetype right there. Yeah, like right off yeah. the bat. He's he's a science genius. <laughs> right he's science genius yep. who loses and then all of a sudden he's gotta take matters into his own hands with what's her name christine or something yeah he kidney he has so he's got walton goggins contact information to do some dirty work for him mm-hmm. and this kid hires walton goggins to kidnap christine so he can ensure that she gives up the title of the science fair win to give it to the kid to the to to the kid, which I don't even remember his name. I don't even know if he had a name. Was it Billy? I don't know. Now let's say it's Billy. All right. So he gives <laughs> he gives Walton Gong he pays Walton Gongs to kidnap this girl, and then he. Then Billy just essentially. Yeah, his name's Billy. Yeah. Is about to torture her unless she does what he tells her. Like he is. He's. (laughs) This kid is a super villain. (laughs) On his poster for the movie. uh, Over the name Billy. His last name is uh, Billy Weenan. Wenin? Okay. It says unholy child. Sounds about right. That's 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 what they call him. That's Sounds amazing. Sounds about right. So um here's here's okay, so here's my problem though. And we already talked about this. Okay. So yes, Billy was not a nice boy. No, he was a big okay. bad boy. And okay, here's the thing. I thought it was hilarious when, <laughs> what he did to that girl. Because, again, he didn't actually hurt her. He kidnapped her for about five minutes. Yeah. And he threatened her, but he did nothing to her. It was more Walton Goggins that was like, 
I'll kill your family. Do you have a dog? I'll kill your dog. Like, and we will talk. No, no, no. He asked, he didn't even like, he didn't even get to, do you have a dog? He's like, do you, he, first he asked her if, she, if he has a dog and like, what's the dog's name? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's the dog's name? And then, yeah, I'll kill your dog too. But, <laughs> and, and then he's like, and then he uses the dogs. Like, let's say it's like scruffles. And then he's like, yeah, and I'll kill scruffles too. <laughs> he's just, yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about him in a sec. But the thing is, this kid, uh, again, you kind of empath. You see at the very beginning, his dad is not going to be home for Christmas. There's no mom. He's living with his grandmother and, you know, they're made, right? Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's well off. And he he, there was mention of, you know, grandmother wants her milk. So at first you're like, okay, this boy admires his father he's really disappointed that his dad isn't coming home for christmas and really loves his grandma he loves his grandma and he works hard like that's what you kind of get from this and then dad's not coming home he loses at the science uh the science fair and for after he had won for four years straight and which makes you which makes you wonder how he actually got those wins uh see i never got it as that he bought them off you or never he, know, but I, mean, I think I, like I think the, did, the, yeah, yeah, that would take away from it. I feel like no, no, he earned those wins, and this is the first year where he didn't get the win because he said he's like you cheated. I because you it's implied that he builds all his own stuff, and the little girl has her family yeah. or her mom or dad or whatever helping her with the project. Mm-hmm. So it's like no, you're cheating, right? Whatever. So the thing is, you get empathy for this kid. Some I only empathy, lost, yeah. I only lost the empathy when you found out that the whole thing with the milk was that he's putting fentanyl in the milk. And you're like, ah, oh, man, you're trying to kill your grandma. Like, that sucks. Yeah, and but if, that's like right at the end of the movie, though. I know. And that was it. Like, that was the only time when I was like, ah, oh, so the kid kind of sucks. Like, if you found out that maybe the hold kid. Hold on. Had- hold on. You didn't think kidnapping oh. and threatening to electrocute someone with a car battery was bad enough to make the kid <laughs> irredeemable. Nope. <laughs> the kid was fine at that point. I had, to, I had to explain to you after it was said in the movie that he was trying to kill his grandma. You were what still trying thing. to, you were still trying to justify Billy's actions. No, I mean, I, okay. The thing is again, when I'm <laughs> I'm not seeing what's actually, you know, I miss because, you know, I don't have the best eyes, so I don't see things that are written down. There was nothing written down. It's not like this was subtitled, man. No, no, no. But he had, when you saw it, like, pour into the milk. But it it didn't show, it didn't show what it was. Okay. (laughs) You don't know what it was until after that, right? Yeah, no, but either way, like, I get it, you know. Uh, okay, the thing is, it's like, it's like, no, no. What he did to the girl was, it's bad, and then threatening, you know, and then he gets the lump of coal, and then that sets the whole thing off that he's getting Walton Goggins to kill Santa. Like, that's that's bad, and it's horrible. But it, it was kind of like the vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. I sympathize with the vulture, for most of that movie until he finally said to Peter, a kid, I will kill you and everyone you love. Up until then, I was like, you know what? 
yeah, no, you shouldn't be stealing. You shouldn't be doing that stuff. But I was like, dude, I get it. You're trying to feed your family. You're trying not to starve. But then you threaten to kill a kid. It's like you went too far. And that was with this kid because he never actually hurt the girl. Right. And okay, yeah, threatening to kill Santa or getting someone to kill Santa, that's kind of messed up. And you understand the kid is messed up saying he wants Santa's it's head. It's already past that point is what mm-hmm. is literally what this movie is trying to tell you. And you didn't even get to that until mm-hmm. literally the kid's last scene. <laughs> Listen. He's already I'm, past the point because, of being redeemable. Because I thought the way they were setting it up, I like I thought the way they were setting it up is that obviously – I don't know. I thought it was going to be a lesson for the kid at the end. Be like, look, I thought there was going to be kind of like a wrongdoing. Like Santa could be like, look, I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through. And I shouldn't have given you that. But you need it. Like it should have been like a reciprocation kind of thing where he's like, look, you can't act this way. But I'm sorry that I pushed you this way as well. And I just I if we like, maybe think- we both need to do better, because obviously you know, I Mel really Gibson. think you're hmm? just trying to defend Lex Luthor here. Like you, you fell just, in love with this villainish child. Because, but that's it, because he's a kid, and I, I just feel bad for the kid until he's literally like, okay, he's actually like trying to kill his grand. Like it was just that one step. Josh, too they far. don't hide any of this kid's bad behavior in any way. Like, no, I know he that. literally steals. Is, I'm not he literally steals checks from his but... grandmother and forges her signature, and they show all of this. Yeah, but even you and I didn't know what the that was for. We we're like, what is he forging her signature for? And we don't find it out till the end that he's been stealing her money, that he's been trying to kill her. Like, it was only at the end of the movie that you're like, oh, okay, so he's the, okay. Rick. Well, no, there's checks, but I'm talking about he also used a form, which probably was like to take out a full on loan or something. But but that's what I mean is we didn't know what that was. We didn't find that out till the end of the movie. But the point is, is he was definitely stealing money from his grandmother. He was already not redeemable, but he was already not redeemable by that point because he's already set up. No, he's a kid. He's redeemable. If he was an adult, eh, not so much. He's a kid. This is what I'm saying. All this stuff is happening to him as a kid, and he's got no guidance. If his dad was there, if he had family, like, even his grandmother is, like, sort of there for him. He's a kid. So it's not, I'm not saying what he's doing is right. There's, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I get it. Uh, but... Yeah, of course. I'm not going to kidnap somebody. I'm not going to um, hire a hitman to kill Josh, somebody. Do we need to have a I'm just saying he was a good villain, and I was, I was, you know, I, I, I enjoyed. First of all, I enjoyed the kid's performance. I got to say that. Should I, I be thought worried? he, he, he should, fit in perfectly with this movie. Should I be worried about you? Like, are you okay? Listen, Walton okay? Goggins shows up at your house. Is everything okay? You know who sent him? Uh, I have no doubts. <laughs> You've been saying you're going to do stuff to me for years. Mm. But are you okay? Is everything okay? Damn it, Joe. Because this concerns me a little bit. Yes, he should. <laughs> Again, I, I'm just saying. I'm not saying what he did is right. I just, I'm just I'm saying. I'm worried about you. <laughs> look, look at it this way. If he was... 
if his both his parents were there, if his grandmother, like if I he was it. getting if, all of the affection, and, and he was still and, terrible. What's that? If he was getting all the affection and he was still not, if good, he was like Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son, okay, that's yeah, that's a then little bit different. There's then, something wrong with this kid. Right. He so you had no structure. He everyone he looked up to was letting him down and he was lashing out. Okay, so let's move on to like, you know, Walton Goggins character because this thing this guy he he is delightful. Oh my god. He's, he's amazing. Such, amazing. Such a good villain. And again, here's another actor who by any stretch of the imagination can be considered fairly good. He obviously does not have the track record that Mel Gibson has, but he also hasn't had that long of a career compared to Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. But that being said, every performance that I've seen Walton Goggins in, I've pretty much liked. Yeah. I can't think of one where I didn't like this guy's work. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very good actor and it really comes across in this. He plays a bad guy so well, too. And this, it was, it, he just, like, the performances between him and Mel Gibson, they just chew scenery how well they do. Like, they yeah. are forces of nature of just how good they are and how, yeah. like, <laughs> this guy, right, this assassin, he is almost like, and we said this is almost like a an, uh, movie villain from the early 90s, late 80s era where he is literally just so laser driven and laser focused. But it's there's another like aspect to it and there's another level to it that you don't learn much about till literally the final showdown. Because on top of this kid wanting Santa to die for giving him a lump of coal, Walton Goggins also has a bit of a beef with Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And he is so obsessed about like owning anything made in Santa's workshop. Like there's Mm -hmm. like, I I can't remember if it's like the first. More like owning something that someone really wanted that was made in Santa's workshop. And they okay, show that yeah. with the bat, like the guy wanted to be a baseball player, which he was close to, but he got injured. And it was like, like his childhood bat dream set him on that. the path. Could yeah. could have set him on the path to superstardom, and Walton Goggins wants that, and he ripped him off. He gave him like nine hundred bucks when the bat was probably worth way more than that because it's how you know. However, whatever. well, the guy said it's like the guy said dollars. I like. I don't know if he got it like ever appraised or anything, but he's like, I'd be willing to give it, give it up for two grand. Mm-hmm. And Walton Goggins is like, I'm only giving you 900 bucks. Yeah. So and it's weird. Like it's such an odd number. It's like just under half too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still kind of, I think. And well, then you find out like, again, jumping to the end that you, that it was Walton Goggins parents that he asked for. Or like a new, like, no, cause uh, uh, what I interpreted from that is that his parents died. Yeah, and sorry. Yeah, he Santa to bring them back, and Santa's like, "There's limits to what I can do." Yeah, and so that set him off, and it's like, "Oh snap!" Like that's 
<laughs> so dark again. Like it is it's so, so dark, sad. but it's also so layered. Like there's other yeah. layers to this movie that, you know, on the surface, you're looking at this and you're thinking, this is just another one of those action movies almost to the point where it could possibly be in the realm of ridiculous. Now, that being said, it goes there in ridiculousness, but it's still so grounded, too. Right? Mm-hmm. Because not only... like they, they, they obviously make a point to show that Walton Goggins is very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. But he... This whole thing of getting Santa or Chris Kringle, it's pleasurable to him. He has been uh-huh. dying to do this. Well, you know what? To to because you had mentioned he's kind of like an 80s or 90s movie villain. Mm-hmm. To kind of compare him, he's kind of like Gary Busey in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not the he's not the one pulling the strings. No. But he's the one making all the like he's he's the hitman he's the he's the 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 enforcer the bodyguard whatever he's that he is that villain yeah and uh, and again just like gary Busey in lethal weapon who you could tell was loving his life playing that evil guy <laughs> same thing here with walton goggins like he was giving it everything like what i loved about both of them is that neither of them to me, phoned it into this movie. Oh God, no! Like, like I said it earlier, they were just chewing scenery. Like how well their performances were was just it. It's it was like it was for me. It was like an old school Mel Gibson movie in the sense of like the way he had this character. Basically, the way I interpreted this Santa Claus was as if Martin Riggs became yeah. Santa, and it nope. feels like it. Not Martin Riggs, because I'd say Martin Riggs would, would well, you know, you know what would have been funny is if you had Rene Rousseau playing his playing Mrs. Claus. <laughs> that being said, though, the actress that played Mrs. Claus, and I will look up her name in just a second. John Miriam Baptiste. She, sorry. Sorry. John Miriam ba- Baptiste. John Miriam. She was great. Yeah. She was very oh, good, too. Like, everyone was thoroughly everybody was movie. great. And we um, haven't even gotten to the military or the elves yet. Yeah. Well, we haven't really, really talked about Mel Gibson yet. Barely, <laughs> barely. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, same thing. Walton Goggins, I've mainly seen him. We've seen him as villains, you know, in mm-hmm. uh, Ant-Man the Lost. Well, you and, told me his performance on um, Sons of Anarchy is great. Yeah. And I, yeah, I highly right? recommend that because again, that one, I only due to you know due to the pandemic I was watching I watched Sons of Anarchy, right. And same thing he he plays he's not a, a lead he's not a main character but he ends up being a recurring character in the last couple seasons, and just shows his range because he's playing a transgendered woman, uh, and it's he it's like a transgender like southern. Uh, woman and oh he's just he's so good he has this way with his words in that in that series the dialogue that is given to him that he just rolls off the top i I honestly i can't tell you what it is i'm not doing it justice but he's fantastic yeah but Um, it's like that's one of the few roles where you don't see him as a bad guy 
And I was like, wow, this guy can do a lot more. But you know, probably someone said, hey, do you want to play a hitman out to kill Santa? And he's like, yes. I would. Yes, I do. I, I feel like oh, that would be so Santa much fun. Santa to be played by Mel Gibson. What? Even Let's better. <laughs> he's like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because you go looking at like the what their characters' names are on uh, IMDb. IMDb, and Walton Goggins' name is Skinny Man, and you don't find out his name till he finally ends up meeting with yeah uh, Chris, San- Chris with Santa Claus, is it like Jonathan Miller or Jeremy, yeah, Miller or jo- Jonathan like Miller or something like that. And then we, yeah, and then you know what? We get to like Mel Gibson. I mean, the last thing I, I saw him in what was Daddy's Home Two. Yeah, and before and that, he kind of just played a v- version of something. Like he was just like this regular tough guy dude in Daddy's Home, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. He was like a stereotypical like alpha male type of character, right? Yeah, but even then, you could tell he. He probably had fun doing that too. Well, I mean, to work with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and John Lithgow for that matter. (laughs) That's one of those. No, I'm not turning that down. You never turn that one down, no matter how bad the script is. Mm -hmm. Because just those four guys alone can elevate that. Because, I mean, I saw Daddy's Home too, And that's funny enough, another Christmas movie. Yeah. And it. It kind of works. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not the best movie ever, but it's still pretty funny and pretty enjoyable. And I think it's more to, to the fact of the four performances there. And on top of John Cena's performance in that movie, because he's in that too. Yeah. Right. And those like the, the, the performances between and the dynamic between John Lithgow um, and Will Ferrell and, you know, Mark Wahlberg and Mel, Mel Gibson, it's, it just it works so well, and they all play these sort of stereotypical type of characters. But anyways, back to Mel's Mel Gibson's performance in this in Fat Man. It is so very like I think he probably interpreted it the best way because it's just this whole thing of like you know he's hit hard times. And you see it even mm-hmm. conveyed in Mel Gibson's face, like when he's telling, when he's breaking it down to the elves what they're doing now. Yeah. Right? It's like, this isn't, it's almost like, you know, it, and just that, that line where he says, maybe he should give up, or like, where even, or when she says to him, why do you have that face right now? He goes, because I failed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gets you. And it's like, it's funny because you know that (laughs) on paper, this is a really dumb movie. Like on paper, it's dumb. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to think of how they would have explained it. Okay. Here, you're going to talk to the elves and you're going to like lift the elves spirits or whatever through, you know, motivate them their morality. Yeah. To, or just bring up the, the, the elves morale with yes yeah. <laughs> and he's like less than perfect situation but you know he was like okay like he probably took it seriously and was like look i'm gonna do it it'll be fine and he did 
Like it was, he did a good job. Oh, nobody you know, is, was, no one is phoning this thing in. No, Everybody like, is going and, uh, full tilt <laughs> and it's great. I want to find out now. I want to know more of the backstory. Like the head elf is number seven. Right? Yes. What does he say? <laughs> he said so, because number one through six are gone. So when when the military, because at this point now, um, the military has come into Santa's workshop to propose and work with Santa and the elves to build these control panels for the Air Force. And so with, I guess the captain or. You know the the lead military guy is walking around the um, uh, factory with Santa and the foreman who is seven, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he asks, "Is your name seven? The first answer the elf goes, "Yes, um, we uh, we don't we use have names to make it easier or something. We we don't use names." We just use numbers to make uh, based off of rank and amount of time here to make yeah. it easier. Or yeah, he's like, just to make to it more, just six. to make just to make it more efficient. Yeah, and, and then you know the military guys. Well, what you're seven, but what happened to one through six? And the deadpan face and the seriousness of this delivery, where the elf goes, it's disrespectful to replace numbers. It's it's. Wasn't I thought it was like I thought we it don't was, replace number dishonorable. It's this yeah unethical we, and dishonorable to yeah, it's, reuse numbers or something. We don't replace numbers because it's unethical and dishonorable. It's like what the hell has happened to this group? <laughs> I, was, I was dying. I was like, this is it's like I want to oh, know. Goodness. I almost want a prequel now of the yes. last time somebody tried to come in on yeah. Santa's workshop. Mm. <laughs> exactly i was like did was there a hit like a hit the, because again we talked about this too why can santa fight why is he trained I what has trained happened what well <laughs> i was dying <laughs> i anyway, i thought i thought like this or, was it was too much it was it was so good and i was dying there, there were other this. things too in this movie that sort of gave you an idea that santa well, well chris anyways because they don't call him santa claus they call mm-hmm. him chris or fat man yeah <laughs> but you messed up big time fat, fat man, man. <laughs> i'm here for your head fat man like every time, I guarantee I didn't even look who the um, oh it's like Helms brothers or whatever. Right. Every time they mention, every time I feel like every time they had to say "fat man," they were like, "Just hold it a little longer." Yeah. Just <laughs> every single time, you are cursing the gods when you say "fat man." Oh man, it was so good. Just so it was good. It Besides was the inept, uh, the ineptitude or whatever of, of the military. Oh my god! Yeah, there's no way the military <laughs> were th- like it's that is the least believable thing for me about this movie. In in an otherwise <laughs> ridiculous movie. Exactly, that's the worst <laughs> like, thing. Yeah, I was like. 
I, I think we both said this. It's like, why would this happen in the middle of the day? Yeah. When it finally when it finally all goes down, the climactic showdown. Walton Goggins is there. He's go- he's gonna kill Santa. Mind you, also at that time of day, why does he go through the factory? Yeah, why? What? Why does he just sneak in the house? Well, he doesn't know that Santa's in the house. No, but regardless, why isn't he doing more of a stakeout? If he can already, like, because we see him kill these this the military guys like it's nothing. You know, he kills all of them, like, or at least all the ones that are around, like it's nothing. Throws a grenade into the factory, you know, blows up part of it, whatever. Before one of the, Santa el- one of the elves out. like cuts his face, right? But it's one like of the elves jumps on his back. Yeah, ex- cuts yeah. His face and, but why isn't why? Did, yeah, why wasn't he? He did all this work to get there. I mean, I feel like a lot of hitmen in movies would still scope out the house. They'd scope out the factory. They'd do as much reconnaissance before. I would argue, and here's the only reason why I'd argue this. Is he just wanted to call him out? At this point, there's that. And there's the, at this point, for him, this is the gift he wants most. Mm-hmm. So, like any kid on Christmas morning... You're going to get really excited. And he just got way too excited. He found him. He found him. He's like, all right, I'm doing this now. Yeah. But he was, uh, yeah, I guess he was reveling in hell. Exactly. I mean, he, I mean, if you go looking at it, he pretty much got through everyone. But wasn't Santa, it wasn't Chris, Chris and Ruth. Mrs. Claus, weren't they having sex when it all went down? Yeah, they were. Like, he could have gone into the house. They're in bed. Pop, pop. Done. But he doesn't know they're there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's going to assume <laughs> they're not. in the factory. He's not there <laughs> for Mrs. Claus. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. He could have been like, doing the, the majority, like, the majority of the place. activity. Again, though, he was way too excited. Yeah, and he went so to where the activity it. was. The, that's that's the only logical explanation. Like I said, not this movie does have its flaws, but it's just too fun to really yeah. nitpick about them. Yeah, the only my only my nitpick was I yeah, thought you hated that they treated the child terribly. Short. What <laughs> you hated that they treated the child terribly. Well, that's true. I didn't like that. I want to see more of whatever. It doesn't matter. But I didn't like that their, their fight. What felt short to me, you know, kind of like Batman versus Superman, where like, but mind you, this movie's not nearly that long. But uh, two and a okay, half hours of build up for a six minute fight. Here's the you know? thing, though. Like, and I think I said this to you yesterday at least was like, if it was done with a younger Mel Gibson, there would have been more of a fight. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, Mel's not a kid anymore. <laughs> no, well, and, they, and neither is, I mean, Walton Goggins got to be in his like 40s. Yeah, but it's still, young, but it's not that it's not really old or anything. But, but that's the other thing, too. This was just it was like it was like a gunfight in like an old western type of showdown. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like yeah. a bare knuckle brawl. Same, 
The same thing. I wanted it to be Mel Gibson that actually took him down, not his not his wife. Well, but I mean, Mel Gibson didn't kill Gary Busey in Lethal Weapon, so yeah. get over But it. he beat him, though. He beat him first. It was, he didn't kill him, but he beat Gary Busey, waiting for him to get, you know, arrested, and then he got up, and it was Riggs that shot him. Yes. But he still had beaten him. This one, it was Walton Goggins officially beats him, and that's it. And then it's Mrs. Claus that, uh, you know, ends up finishing it, which, I mean, it's really not not bad by any means. Well, you just even said like, eh. what, what you said, though, was like it was more to show how they are a team because because they, they said that in the she movie, said like, that and had to reiterate that to him numerous times. Mm hmm. That yeah. she was his rock that he could confi confide in her mm -hmm. whenever he needed to. Because he was trying to take on the weight of their struggles himself. Yeah. Right? He was trying to, which is almost like an archetypal character like this in the sense that anytime a character is struggling or whatever or having a hard go of it, Rather than turning to their support systems, mm -hmm. they'll try to they internalize. And yeah. Yeah. And but again, that's and what kind of makes this sometimes. movie so good. You have their characters are treated with respect. And again, it's so odd saying this about this kind of movie. But yeah. from the kid, <laughs> yeah. from the kid, like the kid has a good character arc. Walton Goggins has a good character arc. Uh, Chris and Ruth both have good character arcs and the, between the plot of the assassin, assassination of Santa the whole kid's story the relationship between the two of them uh, Ruth and Chris there's a, actually quite a bit going on in this little film and they do it justice like it all works it's, it's funny because you go very, look very very strange way you go looking at this movie and they obviously spent more on getting Walton Goggins and Mel Gibson in it than they did on anything else. Because it's it's not like you see the reindeer fly. You you barely see any reindeer. I mean, for all you knew, they put antlers on some horses and put them and hid them in, in, in covered up stables for all you know. You know what I mean? So you barely see anything like that. You'd never see the sleigh fly. It's all implied, you know, and then when you get to the workshop, right? I mean, any other version of a Santa Claus movie, if they're at Santa's workshop, it it's almost ostentatious, the Santa Claus, Santa's village, mm -hmm. right? But this is literally just a farmhouse and the factory is under an underground bunker where you wouldn't you know, consider or even think that, you know, Santa be making toys out of that place. So it, if you think about it, this setup is much better hidden than anything else. <laughs> right. Well, that was it. it doesn't right? have to have Christmas magic. Pardon me. It doesn't have to have Christmas magic, <laughs> but he does. He does have magic. Oh, he does. He does. He <laughs> like, they, like the the bit where the 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 soldiers are trying to like lift like, like there was four soldiers trying to lift up like a skid that toppled over, 
and he's walking by. He literally just goes to the guys. He's walking around with like a with like a you know like a mug like I'm doing right now, and he literally yeah. just like all right guys, hand, hold on to this, hands it to them, and, and lifts like this is a full skit of like stuff, and he just sort of lifts it no problem. <laughs> Um, and you yeah. know straightens it out so it shows that he has like this great amount of strength yeah which and he can feel yeah which other which also confuses me of how he allowed the fight with Walton Goggins to go the way it did mm-hmm. right which I think he sort of gave it up type of thing and plus you know his injuries in that fight probably made it a lot harder for him to really, you know, concentrate on all his strength. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to find out how much, like, I want to know how much Mel Gibson made for this movie. You can't find it. I don't think they'll even mention it. Man. (laughs) I'm going to find out somewhere. You'll find out one day. You'll find uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, though, this was uh, one right, heck so, of a movie. Yeah, so let's just jump into um, our ratings then. Because we have now come to the time in the movie where we rate these movies out of five ginger snaps. So, Josh, what do you give Fat Man? So, before I give it, for anyone listening, this is not just like Joey and I, we enjoyed this movie a heck of a lot. So my rating is not based on actually the quality of the movie. You know, like this movie is, it's a dumb movie, but it's good. So I got to say, I'm giving it a four and a half out of five because it surprised me. I thought it was fun to watch beginning to end. No one phoned it in. It had some decent action. It took a very ridiculous, like I said, ridiculous premise and made it enjoyable. So, for me, I, I yeah, I gotta say four and a half. I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm not saying the movie itself is like gonna be some sort of award-winning movie, not by the stretch of anyone's imagine, imagination. But <laughs> it know. is in fun. 2020. Who knows, man? <laughs> there haven't been that many movies out this year. Best picture, Batman. It, it should be. It should be lead actor in a movie. Mel Gibson for Batman. Done. Done. Yes. That's the way. That's the I way want, I'm going to make that a trend. Let's make it happen. We want Mel Gibson to get best actor for Fat Man. Yeah. <laughs> not wrong. No, I'm not. I know I'm not. Um. Yeah, I'm going to give it four and a half as well. I found this really to be a lot of fun. I mean... The action sequence is alone were pretty good. And there wasn't like that much like actual action action, but there was a lot of good build up, a lot of good character arc. I mean, it, you love to hate the kid. You love to hate Walton Goggins. They made sure that you you just you wanted to see them get got. Right? Like they wanted you to not like these characters and it works. Yeah. Because the way they built it, right? And they even gave you some, I guess, some semblance of um, being able to relate to the kid in some way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, 
it's one of those they could have easily just made him a terrible kid, which he is. But there's still some, <clears throat> and even at the end, you hmm. see that the kid is kind of going to change. So well, they he's don't been given he he's given an opportunity to change. Yeah, at the end. without really being punished either. Yeah, it's like it's um, Santa gives him an ultimatum at the end. Yeah. He threatens him, says, you you know, you mess up and I'll come back when you're asleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's and, it's which which funny enough, if you go looking at like the old like Santa Claus traditions of certain countries, that's a thing already. Yeah. You know what I mean? The version of Santa Claus that we've grown up with is not always been the way Santa has been. <laughs> It's the <laughs> exactly. We uh, we got we're we're growing up the nicest one, <laughs> but yeah. So this one was a lot of fun, and um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Josh, where can our good friends find our socials? Look for us on Instagram at GingerFlixPod, on YouTube at GingerFlix, and Twitter at FlixPod. And we have started a TikTok account. Generally, we use it for films that we are talking about. or um, Yeah, it's just fun stuff. And that is Wait, also GingerFlixPod. And, and remember that. And all that stuff on flip. the TikTok, right? Huh? We're going to throw up clips and trailers on the TikTok, right? Yeah, clips, trailers. Um, yeah. Pictures, fun, fun stuff. I don't know. I don't know if we do TikTok right, but hey, mm-hmm. we do it. But remember, so, and remember, flicks though is always spelled with that X, because X marks the ginge. Haven't said that in a little while. You have not, and I'm glad you brought it back. Merry <laughs> gingemas. Had to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, for Ginger Flicks, thanks again for listening. I'm Joey. I'm Josh, and we will see you again. Assume. Yes, sir.